Hello and welcome to season three of Notes on Vulnerability. I'm Alex and I'm the host. This podcast has always been about empowering people through information and ideas. Because when you change what you know, then you can change how you speak to yourself and how you see the world. And that can change everything from the way you behave to how you feel and the way you face the challenges in your life, which of course will then affect your outcomes. Whether it's being inspired by someone's story or getting a shortcut so that the hard things in life don't feel so hard, I've always wanted to use this podcast as a way to help people find freedom from the ways we hurt ourselves, from social conditioning, from the ways other people trap us and the ways that we make our lives harder. The big overarching theme of this podcast so far has been the importance of being able to open up and be vulnerable when it comes to creating the life you want. At the heart of that is letting yourself be seen. And that requires a great big dose of self-discovery, self-acceptance and courage. All of this is wonderfully interconnected. When you start working on one of these, you inevitably help all the others too. And that's why I'm starting this season with four episodes that are focused on four key areas where I think we make life a lot harder than we need to. And also areas where I can help. It's just me in these first four episodes. I'm a resilience coach and part of my job is helping people find really empowering routes to change. And in these four episodes, that's what I'm going to offer you. So the first one today is about resilience. Bet you didn't see that coming, did you? The reason why I feel like we need to talk about resilience is because it has been so corrupted by narratives of toughness that it's almost become a way to shame ourselves, especially in the workplace. If you're not bouncing back, being flexible, adapting and pushing through tough times, then you're not being resilient and you're somehow failing. That is completely wrong. Why? Because the words we use when we talk about resilience, bouncing back, etc. These are the outcomes of resilience. These are resilient traits. These things are not what you do to be resilient. And you won't just start bouncing back one day just because you've decided it's time to be resilient. There is a whole process that needs to happen before you're able to make these outcomes a part of your everyday life. And that process contains a lot of things that the traditional narratives on resilience like to ignore. For example, if you want to get better at bouncing back, then you're going to need to have a clear idea of how to motivate yourself when you're going through a tough time. Motivation is easy when things feel good, right? But when things are hard, that is when you need to know what motivates you in order to get you through. And for that, you will need to be able to calm your fears and understand your anxiety because a lack of motivation usually comes down to fear. So to recap, before you can be resilient in a bouncing back kind of a way, you've got to get to grips with your fears and find ways to handle them. What about being able to adapt and thrive? If that is the resilient trait you want the most, then the one thing you need to do is to be able to make good decisions under pressure. And that does not just happen. We're not just born with the ability to do that. In fact, for a lot of us, pressure might have such a negative impact that we can't think at all in those moments. And that's because your nervous system shoots straight into fight, flight or freeze mode, also known as threat defence. And if that resonates with you, there is nothing wrong with it. A lot of the programming and the modelling that we receive earlier in life is to follow the steps that take us straight into fight, flight or freeze. And we may not know that there is another option. So if you want to learn how to adapt and to thrive then first you've got to learn how to deactivate the threat defense system of the body, your fight or flight or freeze mode. The reason you need to do that is so that you can actually access the decision-making parts of your brain. Because when you are in fight, flight or freeze mode, your body is on high alert. It's focused on immediate survival, which means it's diverting all of its resources, 
to what you need to run or to fight. Rational, long-term decision-making isn't part of the resources map for survival mode, which is why we can't access it when we're in fight or flight. So if you want to adapt and thrive, you need to know how to bring yourself out of survival mode so that you can access good decision-making. Consistency, being consistent, is another resilient trait that is so often praised on Instagram and all across the wellness world. What often gets missed out here is that consistency requires that you are psychologically steady. And that comes from having a clear connection to your emotional inner world. It's the product of emotional awareness and being able to navigate all of your emotions, even the ones you don't particularly like. In order to be able to do that, you need to not be compartmentalizing your emotions or trying to ignore the ones that you don't want to experience. Because when that's happening, those unwelcome emotions will build and build in the background and then explode and disrupt your consistency. Consistency also requires enough self-compassion to understand the true meaning of the word. It's not that you need to do the same thing to the same high standard every single day, but just that you need to do something that contributes to your progress. If not giving up is the resilient trait that you want, then this is all about muting your inner critic. Because it's the inner critic that tells us to give up, that shames us for failure, or tells us not to bother in the first place. How do you do that? Well, you start to become relentless about self-compassion. Not because it's nice to be nice to yourself, even though it is, but because you understand that self-compassion is the fluid that oils the wheels of productivity, because it's what overrides the critical narrative that's telling you to quit. So, self-compassion is what we need to not give up. And I realise that this goes directly against many of the more common narratives of pushing yourself or criticising yourself to get to the next stage. They can work in the short term, but what impact are they having on you? And they also, they will never carry you through to long-term success. And finally, if you want to be able to reframe your thoughts to be more optimistic and less negative, then you need control over your mindset. You might have been led to believe that this is some kind of heavy-handed, kind of threatening of your inner self, forcing yourself to feel certain things and ignore others, being in control of every single feeling and thought. But that's actually the opposite of resilience. If you think about a tree in a storm in a forest, you know, the tree that is rigid, that's trying to control everything, that is stiff, that is the one that is going to snap in the wind. What you want to be is the tree that is flexible and able to bend, but firmly rooted in the ground. Control over your mindset actually comes from understanding what underpins your mindset, like your roots. And what no one really talks about when it comes to mindset is core beliefs and understanding the impact of your past. These are the things that sit in your unconscious and they are running the show. If you've never made enough of an attempt at self-awareness to make the unconscious conscious, then you can get tough with yourself all your life, but you will never change because the root of how you feel and how you see the world will remain the same. Conversely, you can quickly change your reality by simply understanding what's driving you. So to recap, if you want to be resilient, the process ends with resilient traits like bouncing back and being consistent, but that is not where you need to put the work in. Instead, focus on these things. Finding ways to be more self-compassionate. If you take nothing else from this episode, this is what will make the biggest difference to your life. There is no resilience without self-compassion, so start with this. Dedicate some time to self-awareness. Find out why you do what you do. What core beliefs are driving your repeating patterns? What makes your inner narrative negative? Where did your scarcity mindset come from? If you don't have an awareness of these things, 
You're essentially letting your younger self control everything in your current reality. Accept that you are an emotional being and start connecting to your feelings. What you resist persists, which means that anything you're trying not to feel is just going to get bigger and bigger in the background. If you can make space for emotions, you will find that they disperse instead of continuously knocking you off track. And finally, learn about the nervous system in which you live. There's no disconnection between your body and mind for humans. Our bodies can trigger or calm our minds and vice versa. Especially if you are someone who is quick to anger, who spends a lot of time feeling anxious, catastrophizes or people pleases, you will do yourself a huge favour if you learn how to deactivate your body's threat defence system. And by huge favour, I don't mean that you'll suddenly become zen. I mean that you'll be able to motivate yourself, be more productive, effective, focused and resilient and also happier, more peaceful and able to nurture better connections in your life. So that's a bit of a deep dive into what really makes us resilient. If you've struggled in the past, I hope that gives you some idea of where to start doing things differently. Being more resilient really does make us pretty unstoppable, not just because we can survive tough times, but because we know how to create a life in which we can thrive too. If you are keen to focus on resilience, then as a resilience coach, there are two ways that I can help. I offer one-to-one sessions that are designed to help you really tap into what makes you resilient because it's different for everyone and then to put practical strategies and tools and processes in place so that you can make this shift permanent. I also periodically run a group coaching program called Change Your Mindset. This is a six-week program that focuses on helping you to evolve your mindset so that it is truly resilient. It's made up of a mindset plan, one-to-one sessions with me and three workshops focused on confidence, moving from negativity to optimism and also setting boundaries and lifting limits like imposter syndrome and people pleasing. There's more on all of these in the show notes or you can come and find me on Instagram at Alex Resilience Coach or take a look at my website www.shaw-coaching.com. Next time, I'm going to be talking about manifestation, in particular, how there is a specific part of the brain that can really help you put a rocket under what you want from your life.